This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Hey, what's up? Welcome into episode 37 of Small Talk. I'm your host, as always, Michelle Smallman. And we got some interesting information about our podcast last week. Um, Turns out there's a ton of new listeners joining the podcast. So if you've been with us since day one, we know who you are. You're the OGs. And thank you for your continued support. If you are new to this podcast, welcome. It's fun to have you on board. And I'll give you a little bit of background information about us in case you are checking this podcast out for the first time. I'm Michelle Smallman. I am a sports talk radio host in St. Louis, Missouri on the Bernie Mickle Show on 101 ESPN. I'm joined every week by two of my friends. Just kick around a bunch of BS. We have Tommy Freeze Pops Carroll, who is my producer here in St. Louis, and Steve Cerruti, who works on the Will Kane Show on ESPN, The Mothership. And the three of us knew each other because we all used to work at ESPN. We started started this podcast when we worked on a TV and radio show, Rosillo and Canell, pour one out, and we started a podcast called The Post Show Pod. We call ourselves The Post Show Pod Squad because we don't really have anything better or creative to call ourselves, so if you have any suggestions, hit us up. Um, but yeah, we started the podcast back then. It was a really fun thing to do, and then as our careers have developed and we've moved cities and shows, we try to stay together and continue this podcast and, and just talk about a bunch of random stuff. So... With that being said, let's introduce the guys and we'll get this thing rolling. We have Tommy Freeze Pops here in studio with me in St. Louis. As always, Tom, hello. Hi, how's it going, Michelle? We have Steve Cerruti, executive producer of The Will Kane Show out in Bristol. Hello, Steve. How are you? Good. I got a title bump. Nice. Well, we need to talk about that. my boss. Will Kane, April Fool's yesterday. Pablo and Bomani seem to give him the old switcheroo, the rope-a-dope on high noon. And everyone seems to be giving Will such a hard time thinking he actually fell for this. You know, just when you think the internet can't be any dumber, they go and do something like this. <laughs> like, first off, props to, like, April Fool's Day is, like, probably one of my least favorite days of the year. It's Shocking. a terrible day. It's a terrible day. Yeah, it, like, no one's really ever funny. Um, it's all it's all just, like, bad jokes, and people take it, you know what I mean? I, I, like, the whole day is just annoying to be around, because you're like, oh, cool. Like, now I have to, like, wait these dweebs, see if there's things that are that they're lying to me about. Dweebs. Dweebs a good but, word. Yeah, totally a great word. But I actually thought the Bamani and Popo idea was was a good idea. Like it's funny. Like okay, yeah. yeah like obviously, like you know. But here's the thing. So if if you didn't know, basically, Bum- Will sat in at the start of High Noon, Bamani and Pablo's show, and he was sitting in Bamani's chair, acting like he was going to be the co-host for the day. And basically, Bamani pops out from behind the desk and is like, "Ha ha, got you. Get out of here. You're not on the show today." And you know, you know, everyone laughed it off and whatever. It was fine. And like it's it's funny, it's a good idea because like obviously Will would not be on that show. Like not that there's any beef because there isn't any beef, but like you know it's just not a show that Will would be on. And of course the internet just takes it way too seriously as they do everything and they blow everything out of proportion. And of course like people are acting like Will wasn't in on the joke. Like like they people legitimately thought that Will had no idea that he wasn't hosting the show that day and like acted like Bamani was somehow wearing the Harry Potter cloak of invisibility. And he couldn't see him sitting right next to the desk. Yeah, you couldn't see him squatting and next to you. Just the sheer stupidity of some of these actual quote unquote websites, and I won't even name any of them because so many of them are stupid Please and do they're name. terrible, and Call all they out. do is clickbait, deadspin. Yep. <clears throat> and you know, like it's just absurd. And it's it's like we like yeah, Will is a controversial guy. Listen, I like Will. Will is to me one of the top five guys I've ever met that you would want to have a beer with. But I get that he's controversial. But people hate him so much. That they just want this. They want this to be true. They want him to get punked and not actually be on the joke. But they can't just actually accept the fact that Bamani, Pablo, and Will were all in on this funny joke for April Fool's Day. 
It just proves that we can't have anything nice in society. That's all this proves. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I don't think I've ever met anyone in the industry and in media who is less like their persona or the way they're perceived, I guess. The way people perceive Will Kane could not be further than the actual dude he is. And if people listen to your show, he's not the way that he's painted out to be. It's, it doesn't, like you said, doesn't matter what he says or who he actually is. They just want to paint him to be a certain way. Yep. And, uh, you know, like, it's it's just sad because, like, everything has to be so dramatic, right? And, like, yeah, you, you would think that Bamani and Pablo and Will don't necessarily see eye to eye on things, and, and maybe they don't. But that doesn't mean that everybody just hates everyone else here in the walls of ESPN. Like, <laughs> w- just because you disagree politically or whatever your your beliefs are about life and this yeah, your and that doesn't, mean that doesn't mean that, like, we walk around the halls just shaming people Game of Thrones style. We should, like, I don't understand. I just don't understand, like, this idea that, like, they can't also be friendly with each other is just absurd. But that's just the way the internet takes it. Everyone, it has to be black or white, no pun intended, and it's just, like, immediately just a whole, oh, my God, like, look at Will, he got punked, he's such an idiot. Why you gotta or make the, it racial, Steve? Probably, just, just accept <laughs> the fact that, like, the three guys had a good idea for a joke and they executed it. I, I don't know. But, like, again, these these websites, man, I it's just, it's just, it's just sad. It's a joke. And some of these people, they look to just stir shit up and it's embarrassing, so... For those of you that didn't know, it was a joke. It was funny. Bomani and Pablo are obviously, like I said, kudos to them for for a great idea. Will executed it well, and I don't know if if you got it, you're 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 a smart person, and I guess we should give you some credit. I want to circle back on something you said though, because Will is one of the peak guys to get a drink with. He's a blast. Who is at the top of your this person's in media? I want to have a drink with them list. Charles Barkley. Me too. He'd definitely be up there. Gotta be yep. Chuck. Chuck seems like, I mean, you can't go wrong. He's probably one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But who else? There's got to be somebody else. You know who who I know personally, but I always want to get a drink with is L. Duncan. Oh, great. Great yep. time. Love L. is one of the most genuinely funny people that I have ever worked with in media. She is awesome. She awesome. can do like literally whatever she wants in this industry. I'd love to get a drink with Wilbon. I feel like that guy's got stories <laughs> for days. He probably does. Actually... That's yeah. a good call. I'd actually rather get a drink with Kornheiser, to be honest with you, because he just seems like the crotchety old dude, and totally. it would be kind of funny. Yeah, he'd be like, what is this, craft beer? <laughs> hey, Bud Light, ever heard of it? He's one of the only guys that I that like is like old guy, but that I actually enjoy and think is funny. Like, he's, you know, he's, he's cranky, he's old, but I, I do feel like he'd be funny to be around. Well, that's why that show works. Shout out to PTI. Love PTI. You know, let's just get a drink of both of them. How about that? Yeah. We have a group five, dinner Five here. good minutes. Five good minutes with the two of them. I would also love to get a drink with Stu Gatz. Mm. I just don't know what Stu Gatz I'd be getting. Like, is he... But is isn't it that the fun the, in it? Is it character Stu Gatz or is it real Stu Gatz or like... But I don't know. When or maybe both. When I've met Stu, though, I think the character is reality. Yeah, it's not that far off. It's I've, not that far I've off. I've worked with him a little bit and it's pretty close. Yeah, like he plays it up, but I think that's actually him. It's like we're sitting there like getting coffee or something at Starbucks and he's just spitting hot takes about Kevin Durant. Totally. <laughs> How many championships he doesn't actually have. I mean, it would be kind of funny. He'd also be down for anything. If you're having a couple beers and you're like, hey, Stugat, go up to that waitress and see if we can get a different table upgraded. He'd be like, yeah, to- I'll do it. I got it. You know, he'd be up for any dare you throw his way. He'd be down. And he has no shame. Yeah, right. literally no shame. So that sort of works out. Uh, I'll think That's of, a good list. I'll think yeah, of I'm other people. I mean, is there anyone outside ESPN? I mean, we said Charles Barkley, but I feel like there's an obvious answer here. There's always somebody that I'm like, you know what? That would be a great guy to party with. Party mm. with, I think, is a different like different story than just grabbing a drink and talking life with, though. You know? Totally. Like, yeah. Charles, I think, would be good at both. 
I think he'd be a good guy to like have a heart to heart about your situation in life, and he'd also be a good guy to like you know just go out until six a.m. with. <laughs> God, yeah. that would be an insane night. <laughs> yeah. You know, here here's one that you the three of us are going to agree with, but Ian Fitzsimmons. Oh, great time. Freddie and Fitz. He's, he's got to stop posting pictures of his feet, though. I mean, I just, I can't, I can't see the ankle. For those of you that don't know, he just had, like, reconstructive ankle surgery, and he keeps posting pictures of his, like, mangled ass, like, meaty-looking ankle. It's foul. It is meaty. It is, it look, yeah, it looks like it's rotting. And I'm, it's just, it's, it is so vile. And I literally texted him, I was like, dude, stop. This is bad. Like, I opened up my Twitter feed, and it's just a, his ankle basically, like, sewn together it looks like literally like it was like made like the mountain from game of thrones body like it's absurd like it doesn't look it looks like it, it's absolute carnage I'm like you can't be subjecting people who just open their twitter feed to this kind of like raw meat situation it's unfair it's totally unfair I, so you texted him huh that's wow. how we talked about it on the air involved. too we talked about it on will's show we were like ian love you but like stop doing this honestly he, he does have to stop thank you for being it's the one to say insane. something i also, love him i love him coach but come on come coach. on coach uh so don't make me laugh anymore. I've been battling a cold, like a pretty severe cold for the past two weeks. So anytime Two you... weeks? Yeah, basically. Try two and a half months? Yeah, really. <laughs> the Lord has been trying to take me, Steve. I just, it's crazy. I've been battling through it. But anytime I laugh, it's like my body rejects happiness and laughter. It's like, no, no. Stay miserable and sick. Yeah, no. You can't. Yeah, you can't smile. It's just that low tone, like gravelly. Oh, let me laugh. You couldn't have given me a better transition because speaking of a low tone voice, we have to talk about the Theranos doc, the inventor uh, on HBO out for blood in Silicon Valley. Everybody's talked about it, but we haven't really kicked it around yet. Steve, I know you've seen the documentary other than Elizabeth Holmes's unbelievable voice. What were some of your takeaways? And for those who haven't seen it, it's basically uh, about this woman, Elizabeth Holmes, who has this healthcare startup called Theranos and she bends this tail and all of these promises that she's going to revolutionize healthcare with these trailblazing blood tests and that she has this machine uh, called Edison. Edison. Yeah, this machine called Edison that is going to allow people to, instead of taking big vials of blood, take these micro vials of blood and shocker, it's all a farce. It all unravels and it's a crazy story. If you haven't seen the documentary, you need to check it out. But Steve, what were some of your initial takeaways from the inventor? I would say first is that like her, her how her Stanford teacher immediately knew she was a fraud like from day one. Yeah. And that was so great. She's like this she, she basically told her that this idea was not going to work and she was like, "Nope, it's going to work." And this is the, the annoying thing of like I get like, you know, being an innovator and trying things and people tell you no, but you do it anyway. But, like, I, I think, and Rosillo talks about this a lot. Like, there are there are some people who just think that, like, they can do the Steve Jobs thing where they could just be an asshole to everybody and mm-hmm. run a business that way because they're just smarter than everyone else. But, in fact, like, you're just full of shit. And that's what she was. And her, her professor at Stanford was just like, I can't help you. Like, you don't want to listen to my advice. I'm telling you, you cannot physically do this. Like, <laughs> physics will tell you you cannot do things this small. And she was like, nope, I'm going to do it anyway. And then I think the second takeaway would be that, like, she just tricked all these old white dudes that were probably attracted to her into giving her millions of dollars. But what were they attracted to? This is what I don't understand. She wore these ill-fitting clothes all the time, a black yeah, turtleneck. She was a Steve Jobs wannabe. Like, I, it, that's what it was. But she always looked disheveled. The things that she said when they're like, oh, she had an answer for everything. But none of the answers made sense. Were people just not asking follow-up questions? Are people that desperate to just throw hundreds of millions of dollars well, into something? Because, I mean, hey... This podcast is a worthy cause. Sponsor yeah, us. I'll give you my Venmo. <laughs> yeah, totally. Venmo us immediately. Email us. Um, I will say, I think, I think investors 
um, are risk takers to begin with, right? So they, when they hear things, they they don't want to be the ones, especially big time guys. They don't, and, and guys and girls, they don't, they want to, they want to be in on the next big thing. And this sounded like the next big thing. It sounded really mm-hmm. cool and important. It was going to change healthcare. I mean, just the idea of it, like without knowing any of the science, which is obviously very important because the science didn't make any sense. But just the theory of saying, okay, this it's gonna it's gonna basically allow every single person on the planet to have easy access to their genetic codes based on their blood type and what kind of diseases you might be susceptible to. And it, it basically is just going to give health care to everyone in a very easy way through this machine called Edison. So, like, I get why you'd be like, okay, I, can, I could be pitched on that, not knowing any of the science as to why that could be huge. And I think a lot of these guys are just like, here, I'm going to throw you millions of dollars because I don't want to miss out on the next Google or the next yeah. Amazon or whatever, and this is what I think she was sort of pl- – and she did a great job of basically lying and making it seem like it was way more um, – it was closer to actually being done than it really was. And I, I, so I don't – I'm not actually – I'm never surprised that people get duped in things like this because people have FOMO for things like this. They get FOMO for missing out on things like Fire Festival. They mm-hmm. get FOMO for missing out on the next big investment. So I, this didn't surprise me at all. So if you have FOMO about missing out on something, do not miss out on your chance to invest in this podcast because we're going True. to the next level. We actually have the technology to make it happen. So don't lose yeah, out on that opportunity. We're not lying um, Two quick takeaways from me. You mentioned that she dressed like Steve Jobs with the black turtleneck, the whole black outfit, because she doesn't have time to think about her appearance. I love that after the Washington Post blew the whistle on her, you see her popping up and doing all these interviews, and she changed her look. She Mm. removed the red lipstick and had a fresh face. She has a button down and a blazer. It's like, oh, yeah, that's going to do the trick, Elizabeth. You're going to ditch this this Steve Jobs thing, and everyone's going to say, oh, well, look at her. She looks innocent now. Yeah, and you know what's funny is... I, I don't want to like knock people who are trying to be innovators. I think I don't know if it's it's always hard to tell, and it's the same thing with uh, with uh, Billy McFarland, right? Mm-hmm. Is I don't think she started off with I don't think there was any malice in the way that she started off this business. I think she truly wanted to change lives in the same way that Billy uh, McFarland wanted to like build this this company and and have this legitimate fi- festival music festival, mm-hmm. but. They just get so in over their heads, and I think there was so much money invested that like she just lies to herself and is like, "We got to figure this out." And then it goes back to the whole, "Oh, I want, I want solutions, people, not problems, people." And you're like, "Yeah, but you're ignoring the actual problems, like the legitimate things that are going to take this company down." And I don't know, it's just it's dangerous, and I, I don't know. Like I feel bad, you know, for for all those people at like Walgreens that were like, you know, they basically like they they. You were supposed to just get a prick your finger and get a little little vial of blood basically taken, but none of those people ended up having that happen. They all had to get like full vials taken. They were sent to another store, or sent sent to their main headquarters, and they essentially just did blood work the normal way. So they were they were just scamming people the entire time. The entire time. I could have also done without that film sequence of Elizabeth Holmes dancing to "You Can't Touch This" in front of oh that projection screen that was showing a jib jab video. Was the whitest thing I've ever the seen. The whitest thing I've ever seen, and then it fades into. Her like a slow mo video montage of her and Sonny, her older lover and business partner, yeah, bouncing weird. in a bounce house. It was so bizarre. Could have done without but that, that. But that's the cool thing of like, oh, we're see, we're like this cool Silicon Valley thing. We have fun. Like we have bounce houses and we have like foo, you know foosball tables in the lobby. Like we're cool. And you're like, yeah, but your company sucks. Like you actually don't, you aren't providing any services, and you're lying to everybody. And you're scamming all your investors. Yeah, you're so actually cool. But you, you got a bounce house though. Yeah, you're actually messing with people's health. But sick bounce house, bro. 
Um, but you know what? Things aren't all bad for Elizabeth Holmes because even though she is having a trial for 11 criminal felony counts and she's facing nice. 20 years in jail, she's engaged. Uh, the lucky groom-to-be is Billy Evans. He is actually a hotel heir for the Evans Hotel Group. He's an MIT grad, and I Googled him, and he's pretty cute. Hot. I mean, I don't even know what to think of that. Like, I, I assume... I assume she's not going to do any real time, right? I don't know. Maybe. I guess Billy's doing, what, six years? Yeah. Maybe she'll do some time, but, like, I don't know. She'll probably skate off because that's what happens in all these situations. So who knows? Maybe this guy's – I don't know. Did she get all her money taken away? I don't even know what the aftermath really was because she did scam people out of, like, millions of dollars. Yeah, I think the like company High-ranking people. Yeah, super high-ranking. Um, no, I think the company is bankrupt, I would imagine. How about, how about the guy um, – I forget his name, but he's, like, a – I don't know if he was like a senator or he was in government or whatever, and his grandson mm-hmm. interned for the company and then ended up getting a job. And he was like caught in his weird position being like, this is such a fraud. My grandfather's investing millions of dollars. Like I have to tell him it's a, it's it's totally fraudulent. And the grandfather like didn't really believe him right away. And she ended up like basically – they ended up like suing – so I, I believe like the grandfather, right, ended up like taking up legal action against his grandson at first, or at least the company did, and he backed them. And it ended up obviously proving that the grandson was right and the grandfather had to apologize. That's kind of an awkward position to put your family in. So it was George Schultz. Yes. And his grandson, Tyler, got a job at Theranos, and he was the one that became the initial whistleblower for the Wall Street Journal. And, um, yeah, that was a really awkward position for him to be put in. Uh, but, I mean, I'm sure his grandfather's like, yeah, sorry, dude. I should have believed you. <laughs> Yeah, awkward. Awkward. And the reason Tom has not chimed in is because Tom has not yet seen it. So obviously he needs to get on that. Yeah, I've been busy watching Sopranos and I finished it this weekend. Mm. So now I'm freed up. Uh, At the end of last pod, I promised Michelle I would retry Game of Thrones. So I watched the first episode of that yesterday, two days ago. All the days blend together. Got to say, eh, so far, eh. I'll I'll keep going, but eh. I just don't... the whole like crowd of and I just rewatched. I'm rewatching and I just watched Battle of the Bastards again last so night. So good. And, I mean, it it is unbelievable. That is as good of a war scene, a battle scene as I've seen in any movie, anything yeah. I've ever seen in my entire life. It's, it's it, so good. So Tom, I these and all these people that are like, and not to do a Game of Thrones tangent, but all these people that are like, oh, I don't like dragons and fantasy. Like, it's not even really like that's that's just like the background of it. Like, it's more like we've always talked about this. It's about power. It's about relationships. It's about scheming, mm-hmm. and you know that's just set set in the in you know a fake medieval time with dragons and stuff. But like the, the, some of this, and they're even saying in this in the last season that this battle scene, you know, essentially against some of the White Walkers and the Whites, is going to be even better than Battle of the Bastards. So Tom, I think you just you should just suck it up and get through it because as soon as you finish like season one and get into season two, you're going to be hooked. Yeah, like, look at what happened. Jamel Hill's doing it. I saw O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s doing it. Oh, O'Shea Jackson um, Jr., get on that. Yeah, there's all these people that are, like, re- watching it late for the first time, and they always say, like, eh, I'm not really into it. And then as soon as, like, they get into season two and three, they're, like, absolutely hooked. So maybe so. that was my mistake the first time is I gave up after season one. Oh, yeah, you have to keep going. How did you watch what happened at the end of season one and not want to keep watching? I was in a weird headspace, man. I was in college. I didn't have the attention span. I don't mm. know. It was just a weird time for me. And, uh, you know, I, I'm going to atone for my mistake here. I told Michelle I will watch season one and season two. And then after that, I will give my determination if I enjoyed it or not. Okay. I'll keep going. If I didn't, then I'm going to move on. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. We'll see. We'll see. 
Okay, so we're going to debut a new feature on Small Talk later in the pod that I'm really looking forward to. So we probably only have time for one of these things. So would you guys rather hear about how I was April Fool's yesterday or about my numerology reading that I went to? April Fool's. Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, yeah, we could always do numerology later. Yeah. This is more timely. Okay. So did you guys get April Fool's? I know Will did. We talked about that at the top of the pod. But did either of you guys get April Fool's by anyone yesterday? No. I did by Tom Brady. Ooh, go on. You believe that, dude? Come on. First second I did, yeah. All right, Tom Brady tweeted. He had never been on Twitter. He joins Twitter yesterday, and he tweets, I'm retiring, and Tom Carroll fell for it. (laughs) Not just me. I'm in a group, lots of group chats, I should say, and all of us kind of were freaking out for a short bit of time there. We were, is this true? Oh, my God. You know, Gronk just retired. We're, we're sensitive to this right now. He is old. He is getting a little bit weird in his later years. Who the hell knows? Maybe this is how he's going to retire with some random stupid Instagram video or or retire on Giselle's Instagram in some way. So, I don't know. We all kind of freaked out for a second there. I'm sorry. I, we're, we're sensitive. It's a sensitive time. I think that Tom Brady is the GOAT, and when he retires, he's doing, like, a sit-down with Oprah and the Dalai Lama, or it's, like, a mini-film that he drops on Facebook Live. Or yeah, I mean, he's not going to just simply tweet, exactly. what's up, I'm retiring. It's going to be the end of one of the greatest careers we will ever see in sports. It's not going to go out with a whisper. It's going to go out with a bang. I hope you're right, because that would be awesome. I'd like to have my moment. I'd like for him to have his moment. But uh, hey, I- I'm just I'm just keeping it real here. I did freak out for a second there, and l- luckily he was joking, guys. It was a really good April Fool's dad joke. Uh, but yeah, it I'm, was a dad joke. It was yeah. such a dad joke. Totally. Michelle, Michelle, and I were talking He's kind about of a it earlier. Dad joke. Totally He's such dad a joke. dad joke. <laughs> he looks like a dad joke. So Tom Brady's obviously like super athletic and rich and hot and stylish, but he reminds me of Gary from the Jimmy Fallon Ooh skit. You know Gary, who comes down, he's the stepdad, and he's always wearing the old 80s sweater, and he's like, hey, guys, you want some granola? <laughs> and they're like, oh, my God, Gary, ew, get out of here. It's my stepdad, Gary. Ew. Couldn't you just see Tom Brady, like, cruising in his son's room when he's hanging with his friends and being like, what's up, guys? You guys want to go shoot some pool or eat some avocado ice cream? Like, couldn't you just totally see him doing that? Yeah. Hit, hit, hitting you with finger guns. Oh, yeah, okay. finger guns. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's up, guys? You guys uh, looking on the social media stuff? (laughs) I don't know. I could just see it. He's got, like, shades of Gary to me. Oh, big time. But you know what? He's the best at it. Remember that. Okay, I will. go. Um, All right. So this is a little NSFW. It's not safe for work. But I feel like I need to share it because I need you guys to put on your investigation hats. Don't play this one over the sound bar at the preschool, if you will. Yeah, if you got kids in the car... Press pause. Come back to this later. Baby ears cannot hear this. So I'm supposed to go to New York this weekend and visit a friend, and some circumstances came up, and I might have to change my flight. So my friend was like, yeah, let's look at some other weekends in April that maybe you can come visit. And I'm like, okay, great. So I look at my calendar on my phone, and I see on Sunday, April 14th, (laughs) this is going to be difficult for me to even get out. So on Sunday, April 14th, I have something scheduled. So I look, and that is actually Palm Sunday, if you're an observer. So I was like, okay, Palm Sunday. So I'm scrolling, scrolling. I land at 2 p.m. There is an event in my calendar scheduled at 2 p.m. on April 14th, and the title of it is Venti Chai Dick Grab. 
Whoa. Hey, what? <laughs> that, I can't. Uh, okay. Okay. So what? What does that even mean? Did, so, so you yes. didn't. So you didn't put that there. I did not put it there. Venti chai dick grab, and that's the last time I'm going to say it because it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> so we'll just call it like VCDG, okay. or something like that. Venti chai dick grab. Okay. Don't make me laugh. <laughs> um, but I'm like, what in the actual hell is this? First of all, that's not something I would ever say. Second of all, those two phrases do not go together. Third of all, say, yeah. I like chai, but it's not my drink of choice. Mm. Um, so I start, I screenshot it, and I'm like, this has to be a joke. So I start texting some of my friends saying, did you put this in my calendar as a joke? And they're all like, no, Michelle, and that's disgusting, and it's assault. <laughs> like, I, what are you doing? You're gross. It's kind You're of gross. sexual harassment, Yeah, too. it's assault. It's assault. So the mystery is still out there. I don't know who put this in my <laughs> calendar, but I was out with some girlfriends last night at a shoot, and they Googled it, and I guess, according to oh, Urban God. Dictionary, National Dick Grab Day is April 13th. So it's obviously intentional. Someone must have put it on the wrong day in my calendar. They went to put it in there. But I just don't know. It's the it's one of the weirdest things that's ever happened to me. Wait, so you don't know who did this? <laughs> no, I have no idea. <laughs> calendar trolling, huh? That calendar trolling. That's I know. actually a good way to prank somebody, though. Like, Isn't it a good prank? Calendar. Yeah, I've never thought about that. I'm going to probably do that. Well, then I'm, I'm thinking, sure. is someone going to call me like at 2 p.m. on that day and be yeah. like, ha ha, it was me. Like, hi, I'm calling for your 2 p.m. venti chai dick rap. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, are you supposed to get a venti chai and talk about dick grab day or like you know the day after dick grab day i don't even understand like what I, that would mean i don't understand any of it but to anyone that knows me or may have had access to my phone and or calendar if you are the perpetrator and you're listening to this podcast please let me know because i am so confused it's so bizarre but yeah, yeah i guess i got april fools i just i don't yeah. know how that's the scary yeah. thing though like where did this come from how did it get what if you never find out yeah Oh my god! Like <laughs> ru- like Russian hackers throwing dick it's grabs under Russia, your calendar. Yeah. Can we stop saying that phrase? It's so <laughs> aggressive. One of my friends was like, "Oh, maybe you said something into Siri, like scheduled this mm. that day, and it got messed up." And I said, "I don't do that. I don't talk in not a voice, Siri user, not a Siri user, or huh. voice to text." Yeah, I mean- At, what could I possibly say that would be translated into that? <laughs> uh, okay. But now, let me stew on that. I'm going to try and think of something that rhymes proves, that makes sense. This also proves, though, that like there's a day for literally everything. Yeah. Like, it, so the, the 13th is Dick Grab Day. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> like that is. Are there absurd. pictures? Oh well, no. Oh, so Urban Dictionary. So obviously you know it's true. Yep. National. Well, it's our. It's actually National Grab Dick Day. Ah, uh, okay. Um, backwards. Who's doing the grabbing? It says April 13th. It's a day where it's okay to grab dick with no problem. Like you know, your, like your. That doesn't sound respectful. Never mind. No. And then like it has things. an eggplant emoji. 2019, guys. Figure it out. Figure it out, you guys. Yeah. Also, I do not support this day. I do not support this calendar invite. Well, clearly, you do. No, I don't. It's in your calendar. <laughs> it's on your podcast now, too. It's on my it's podcast. In your it's in my it calendar. It's legit. But yeah. So, but, th- but it got me thinking. That's actually, like you said, Steve, that's actually a hilarious prank. Like, you mm-hmm. should say to someone, hey, my phone's dead. Can I use your phone to Google something? And then just head to their calendar and randomly put in 
something so bizarre. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what you'd put, what I would put in. Yeah, what would you, you, put you know in? what you shouldn't do though is delete stuff from people's calendars. No, that's no, no, no. messed up. Only don't ads, do that. Yeah. Don't Who would me- do that. Don't me- someone put a dick grab on your calendar. They might <laughs> they might delete some events too. So I want to put that out there. Don't start trolling people in that way because that's messed up. You'd have people to be a real sicko to delete yeah, someone's events. That's messed up, man or woman. But yeah, gal. Anyway, that's that's that. Venti chai dick wrap. Well, at the very least, you need to get a venti chai on that day in honor of this. I guess. I don't even know what a venti chai is. Like, I've heard of it. It's is just it chai, the size, is chai right? chai tea? Well, venti's the well, no, size. chai tea, right? Yeah, chai tea. You, I get it in a latte, so it's, you know, it's a loose leaf tea. It's brown. It has some warm With tones. Milk? Yeah, you add some milk. I prefer Ugh. almond. It's great. People who put milk in their tea, like, what? Are you I'm serious, just... Steve? Ugh. I'm kind of with British? Steve on that one. Yeah, I, like, wait, did you milk? say are you British? I said what are we British? Well, I feel like, like we don't Brits wouldn't dirty their tea. Oh, I think with they milk. do put milk. in Yeah, their they tea. have that little like white milk saucer thing, yeah. and they're like, oh, would you like some milk with your tea? And they, no, they I'm a big tea it. guy. I love tea. A good like black tea, green peach <laughs> tea combo for me is what I usually go to. Uh, Tazo or is it? How do you pronounce that? The Tazo. Tao. Ta- no, T A Z O. Oh, is the Z silent? Silent oh, okay. Z is a thing? Silent Z, all right. We did not know that, day. actually. I always thought it was. I'm not a big T guy. But that's usually my go. I made that up, by the way. It could be Tazo. <laughs> I think it's Tazo. I think anyway, I've been calling correct. it Tao tweet us. Actually, you know what? Don't tweet me. It's fine. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a big T guy because I love tea, but I would never put milk, I would never put dairy in my tea. That's okay, that's I so short sighted. Chai, amazing with milk, ma- a matcha latte. Unbelievable beverage choice. Um, I've oh, had I've had a lovely Earl Grey tea with some milk in it. Ew. <laughs> I like my teas watery. Is that weird? Yeah. Are you with me on this, no, Steve? You, well, tea is water. Yeah, but what I like it. Yeah, adding adding milk makes it too thick. You know, I I, I like the I don't add I like milk, the quick so yeah. the quickness sugar? to it. Uh, I'm a big honey guy. I don't add sugar. I like not honey. really. No, no, no. You can't add sugar to tea. That's what people do. People add milk and sugar. No, their tea. no, no, no. Don't, I, yes, don't do. lump the milk people with the sugar people. I mean, they're pretty totally much the different. same person. No, absolutely I would imagine not. if there was like a Venn diagram, it would be most of most of those two circles would be covering each other. Agreed. I feel like if you're going to add a sugar component to tea, the only option is honey. Mm-hmm. Right? D- definitely. Definitely. I, All right, I just well, tweet th- us. I, milk or no milk? I just think tea's not we'll thick enough to add if stuff If you're a milk like guy, just it. unfollow me. <laughs> you need me to unfollow you? Uh-oh. That Uh-oh. would be really funny. Michelle, you should unfollow well, Steve and see how long yeah. it takes for him to notice. Well, I, we just revealed it. Oh, so damn it. He would probably that would have been know. a good April yeah. Fool's joke. Hey, <laughs> happy April Fool's, Steve. I unfollowed you. <laughs> <laughs> except it's for real, and I'm not I'm just going to keep except, not following except you. Except it's for real because you blasphemed milk and tea. How dare you? Okay, so I'm really pumped about this. We on this podcast talk a lot about relationships. We talk about dating and Recently, if you've listened, we have really kind of done a deep dive on Tommy Freeze Pop's dating life. Mm. Y'all know about, about the strip club date situation that went awry. Too much back room time. <laughs> um, too much time in the champagne room, I guess we, sh- we should say. Quick update. Still no contact with her? None. Good. Okay. Other than those, you know, texts the next day or two. You know, yeah. But, but yeah, no, no, haven't seen her. Nothing. It's probably for the best. Yeah. 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 It's over, guys. Cut the cord. But with that, we started talking and we were kind of kicking around and we were like, you know, Tommy Freeze Pops did have a really, really bad first date, but hasn't everybody been on a bad date? 
And so shout out to my friend Katie Carroll because she's the one that came up with this concept. She's like, you should do this thing called 10,000 Frogs because you have to kiss a bunch of frogs to find your prince or princess. And you should have people submit their bad date stories to you and you can pit them against each other. And so that's exactly what we're going to do. We put out the siren call to you guys on social media. And of course, you delivered as always. We have some really unbelievable, I want to say great, but they're just, they're terrible. First date stories. (laughs) We're going to select two of them. I'm going to read them to Tom and Steve, and then we're going to decide which one is worse. And then moving on, that next week we'll take two more, and the winner of that, we'll see if it's worse than the previous champion. So kind of a rolling bracket, if you will. Okay. Like king it. of the court of sorts. I don't even know what to say. To you that. know, when you play basketball, you play king of the court, and the team that wins stays on the court. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of the same thing. I've never played that game. Oh. No, I'm with Tom. You do do that. Yeah. But I, I've just never heard anyone really say it that way. Okay. Cool. Maybe All right. It's, maybe it's a Rhode Island thing. <laughs> All right. So, Steve, Tom made an open for this new feature. So oh, here. yes. Production. Yes. Production Let's value. Go. Big time. Sponsor us. So, without further ado, this is 10,000 Frogs. Dating is really, really hard. Uh, so, listen, I want to ask you something. Uh, can I get your number? But don't worry, listeners. You have to kiss 10,000 frogs before you find the one. Can I have your phone number? Can I have it? Will you give me your number? Can I have it? Can I have your number? Let's get through this together. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Small Talk presents 10,000 Frogs. Whose voice is that? That's Learn. She is on KC, which is another iconic station here in town. And she lent us her vocal. So shout out Learn. Nice. What's up, Learn? What did you think of Tom's work there? I think it was pretty good, actually. Oh. Yeah, the frogs were good. Thanks, Rudy. (laughs) The frogs were good. Throw some Jimmy V in there. I like it. I like the can I have your number. I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, the Mad TV sketch. Yeah. It's good stuff, right? Can I have it? I'm proud of it. Yeah, it was good. Good work, Tom. Cool. Thanks, guys. Great job. All right, so our first submission for 10,000 Frogs comes from Greg. Here's the story. Here's his date. This was in 2014. I matched with a girl on Tinder or OkCupid. I can't remember. We talked for a few. We finally decided to meet up. She didn't have a car, which wasn't all that bad. We meet at a Chili's by Mid Rivers Mall for some drinks and some apps. Love that. The date spirals fast from here. Not only does she order a full entree, but orders a second one to go. She made it clear she had no intention to pay, which shocked me, but I did the right thing and I paid. I tried to end it there, but she said she had no other way to get home and she needed to go to Dupo, Illinois. For those who aren't familiar with the geographics here, quite a ride. Quite a ride. Okay. So... That was nice of him. Uh, Continuing, he says, I reluctantly take her home. Upon arrival, she begs me to come in for a few drinks. Against my better judgment, I do so. Not 10 minutes later, she and her uncle tell me they're going to sit there and smoke some crack, and I can't leave until (laughs) they're done. I've never run so fast in my life. After that, she starts texting me like crazy shit for about a week, stuff I can't even mention. Sorry for not being able to tell you. Big fan of the pod. Keep up the great work. Wow. So that's Greg. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love that he sat through the crack smoking. No, no, he ran. He says, I've never run so fast in my life. He didn't sit through the crack. Me and my uncle are going to casually smoke crack. Just hang out for a second. <laughs> yeah, you can't leave until we're cool. done. So that's, First off, that's Chili's. Bad. First date. Okay, not really what I would envision. But by you the, know what? By the mall, thing. though. By the mall. You know, all right, Chili's. I know. I like Chili's. I think Chili's I is I love Chili's. Oh, they're on a first date. Um, and then, so wait, she made it clear, like, so she literally was like, hey, by the way, I can't pay for this. (laughs) 
yeah, he says. Hey, by the way, I don't bring any money. So. Yeah, so you're footing the bill. Yeah, he he said she made it clear she had no intention to pay. Unbelievable. And then casually smokes crack. <laughs> wow. You know what? I feel like you'd be able to tell. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but like I feel like that would be such. You'd be so caught off guard. Like I would. You would know that something was shady about this person if they just casually smoked crack. Like either in their bio or the way that they look or just like their general attitude on life. Like I feel like. It really catches me off guard if I didn't actually know someone was was a crack smoker, you know? Well, yeah, but I doubt Greg would have gone on this date with this girl, taking her to Chili's for probably some chips and delicious ranch, if he knew she was an avid crackhead. <laughs> a few strawberry lemonades for the the lady of crack. Not only that, like, what's like the you uncle would know doing? That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the that's the better question here. So she lived with the uncle. Sounds like it. I also want to know what she was sending to him text-wise. Like, Greg, nothing's off limits here. It's a podcast. Send us what she was sending you. I know it was a long time ago. Yeah, that's true. But if you can remember, I want to know, man. We, we need the full story here. Maybe it was, like, more crack advice. Maybe she's like, if you here. narc on us, bad things will happen. Oh, yeah, it's true, too. That date from Greg is pretty wild. That's going to be a tough one to beat. Not great. Yeah, I didn't see the crack coming, not going to lie. <laughs> Surprise crack reference. I was I, At first I was like, hmm, Chili's, weird. You know, that was like kind of the weirdest <laughs> thing to me. Okay, she's into Chili's. I'm not sure I would do that. And then just crack right out of, right out, you know, just out of nowhere. I think Chili's, probably is a a good, Chili's is a good first date spot, though. I don't know. It's pretty casual. Keeps it light. Yeah, but I think you're sending a certain message if you take a girl to Chili's on the first date. Mm, she's like Chili's yeah, caliber. Just, yeah. Uh, I, think you, you know. I think you gotta do better than Chili's. Yeah, I just think you gotta do better. Than I just love like, Chili's. You know, local dive bar, cool place. Like, you're in St. Louis, the St. Louis area. There's gotta be a cooler bar than Chili's. And again, I like yeah. Chili's, but like, not Yeah, we're not day. ripping Chili's. Like, Chili's 2 is awesome at the airport. Oh, great call. Love some Chili's 2. Mm. Um, like I said, chips and ranch, awesome. Quesadilla explosion. Their sauce is also fantastic. I'll have it. The contender to Greg's crack date comes from Joe. <laughs> the crack date. <laughs> the crack. Well, just and it's refer- up to be. Wait, so should we refer to these as various frogs? Like, that's the crack frog? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Crack frog. Crack frog. So Joe says, I met this girl. I was really into her. So I decided for our first date that I would take her to a blues game. There you go, Steve. That's a much better first date, right? A little bit better. Yep. So early on in the game, we're sitting there. We have some beers. We have some food. We're having a great time. All of a sudden, we look up, and we are appearing on the Jumbotron. Oh. She gets a little weird, says she has to go to the bathroom, and she never returned. Oh, man. Whoa. Brutal. Okay, I think I have a theory. Is there more? That's it. And then I I, I followed up and said, oh, so she ghosted you mid-game? And he says, yep, I stayed and got really drunk. She mm. ghosted mid-game. That's the move. You okay. have to stay and get I, hammered. I think I know what happened here. Go ahead. I think I know what happened. So he obviously didn't mention how well the date was going. I assume he, if he was so confused and caught off guard, he must have thought it was going well. Maybe because they were on the Jumbotron, like maybe she was dating somebody else and was on this date, right? And mm-hmm. then, oh my God, she's on the Jumbotron. She gets put on full blast. So she's like, I got to get out of here. I have to leave. I can't be seen in public with this guy. Right. Or else I'm going to be exposed, essentially. That's my theory. I mean, I think that's the only option here is that clearly she was outed being on a on a date with a side piece while she because, clearly yeah, had because a man. clearly the jumbotron had was the was the reason it sounds like if he's if we're talking about the timeline the way he set it up like that had to be the reason yeah but to ghost someone after they spent i mean going to a sporting event is not cheap and then you add in the beers you add in the parking you add in the nachos whatever's happening 300 ju- bucks easy easy and to just leave them there 
that early on. I mean, even if you pretend to be sick and say, yo, I got to go, to uh, say, I got to go to the bathroom that and then hurts. just never return. It hurts me. Well, the interesting thing, too, is like with you being on the Jumbotron, like damage is already done. Right. Too. It's not like you leaving is going to help anything. But I just think she must have got spooked and was like, crap, I got to get out of here. Oh, man. Maybe she just hates hockey. I'm, yeah, I don't no, know. I, I just feel so it. bad for this guy. Okay. No, you probably dodged a bullet anyway. It's fun. Yeah, she sucks. There's yeah, true. He did just get hammered and, and hang out, so I guess it's a win. I well, it's think... not a win, but it's not a full loss. But that one, to me, is so bad because then you have to sit there for the rest of the game <laughs> alone, and everyone around you in your section saw you there with that girl. Mm. Yeah, but you don't have to stay. Like, he chose to stay. Well, you spent money on the tickets. Yeah, if you spent money, aren't you going to stay? Especially if you're a Blues fan. And then you're worrying. You're like, oh, my God, Mm. is she sick? Did she fall and, like, hit her head? (laughs) You know, is she ill? Yeah, I want to know if he hit her up afterwards and was like, hey, like, I know you ghosted me. Like, I just want to make sure you're not dead. Like, can you just, like, respond to me? We don't have to see each other ever again. Just, like, hit me up. Right, just send me, like, a thumbs-up emoji back. Just to make sure you're not, you know, completely destroyed by like traffic or something all right well at least i mean listen the crack one is definitely way crazy yeah crack frog over Um, blues frog for me yeah yeah i think i gotta go crack crack frog too (laughs) because not only is there the crack component there's the you had to pay for the double entrees and you had to drive her home Mm. a really far distance and you had the texts and you had the uncle yeah the uncle factor is weird (laughs) Uh, yeah that's actually the underrated part it's like does she live with her uncle and Maybe they just smoke crack together. Just smoke crack together, yeah. yeah. Know, but you know what? If you're a crack smoker, like if that's your jam. Hit us up. I, well, <laughs> not, not us up. Actually, don't. Um, but I guess if that's something that you're going to do recreationally, there's no better time than the first date mm. to present it to the guy. Just like, no, hey. You're, yeah, you're right. I mean, honestly, it makes me think like. I don't really know anyone who smokes crack, but I will say this. <laughs> I would be alarmed if I mean, you did, Steve. Yeah. yeah. I, don't think but, I, I don't think I do either. I would imagine most people, if they don't know that you smoke crack, they're, it's going to be a red flag and it's probably going to end the relationship. <laughs> Maybe there needs to be like a dating app for people who smoke crack mm. so that like we can, you know, just get them together and, you know, then they don't have to worry about being judged by the other person because they already know that it's a crack smoking dating app. So it's like, oh, cool. Yeah. All right. This, you know, we, I go in knowing that we are both crack smokers because like <laughs> that's going to be a, that's going to be a no for pretty much everybody. If you just, you know what I mean? Like you're like, that's the end. No matter how much you're into each other, like that's probably it. Right? Could be a deal breaker. Yeah. Crack is whack. I don't know. I don't think crack is really a thing you can just do casually or recreationally. I, I, I got to be honest. I've never tried it. So I don't know. I mean, it takes a toll on the bod. <laughs> I just remember, remember when Lamar Odom was smoking crack? Well, that's that's the argument for being able to do it recreationally. Yeah. Like, didn't he smoke crack for, like, his entire NBA career? And he made multiple all-star teams, won multiple championships? Sixth man of the year. Yeah, I mean. On crack. So, yeah, maybe you can smoke crack recreationally. But then he ended up in a brothel. Be an all-star. Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah, he did not end well. Um, URI legend, Lamar Odom. Go nice. Rams. Are. All right. Well, that's it. So our first frog, the frog that's wearing the crown, I guess we could say. Yeah, right king now, of the court. The king of the court is the crack frog. Yeah. So if you have a better, <laughs> worse first date than someone. A better, worse first date. Okay, Springing crack on you and saying you can't leave the house, email us at. Smalltalk101ESPN at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, that was fun. Wow. <laughs> Uh, that was, we were all over the place today. Like, this was just a, we, you know, we touched on a lot of things today. I know. Those are the best ones, though. Pod. Quick follow-up. Would you rather go on the crack date 
or go on a date with someone and then you go home and you watch a documentary and you're like, oh, you founded Theranos and you robbed people for hundreds of millions of dollars and now you're facing trial. The first one because I love chilies. I disagree. I'd probably rather do the Theranos chick. I'm just going to avoid crack at all costs. Yeah, mm. yeah jail time is what, is what it is. Um, <laughs> crack is... Uh, you know, crack is crack's whack, as Michelle just said. Crack and, is uh, dangerous. We're gonna, we're, we're gonna stay away from that. Also, one more other follow up: if the uncle was there and they're smoking crack, is that their crack den? True. Did it look like a den as they were approaching? You know, I'd love to talk to Greg. I'm really. I mean, what's I'm, this? You would know what this place is like more. This town. He made it seem like it wasn't ooh, a super good nice call. area. Yeah, let me Google it. Well, Dupo is like a smaller town in Illinois. Okay, is it near Belleville? Uh, nearish, not, you know, not super close, but not super far. Mm. You know what else I'm learning, you guys? We're really uneducated about crack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know anything about crack. I'm not, if, 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 it, if, I, if it made it sound like I did know anything about crack, then I was, I, please don't think I know anything about crack. Right. Yeah. Everything I know about crack is from The Wire or yeah. Lamar yeah. Odom stories. That's it. <laughs> exactly. So nothing. I am the opposite of a crack expert. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, this If was... you are a crack expert, hit us up. Let us know. Yeah. I, the only thing I know about and crack is from rap songs. <laughs> Yeah. If you're also a crack expert, may I recommend help? Yeah, maybe they're a scientist. Or maybe they are our drug rehab counselor. There we go. Yeah, uh, I guess there are crack experts who don't have to necessarily be smoking crack. Right, or maybe you're a rapper. Yeah, that's, that's where I know probably most of my crack knowledge from, but it's not <laughs> even really about what crack is. It's about selling crack, right? That's about it's it. Ten crack commandments. Yep, that's there you right. go. That's right. What is the commandment? I think it's number seven. It says, um, this rule is so underrated. Keep your family and business separated. Wow. And you know what? That's not even crack. That's everything, really. Yeah, but that's what this girl, what Greg's date, didn't realize. Mm. Keep your family and your business separated. What's your uncle doing with the crack on the date? Yep. Yeah. Well, we don't know if they were dealers. Yeah, keep your family and your business completely separated. Biggie (laughs) Smalls. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Pour one out. All right, Steve, this was a blast. We will talk to you next week, and we will... Hopefully not talk about crack. Yeah. <laughs> well, if Crack Frog creep keeps winning, we're going to just keep at least referencing the Crack Frog. I was going to say, there's a the good chance Crack Frog's not going anywhere soon. So. <laughs> anyway, it was fun. Uh, well, you know what time it is. If you haven't already, head to Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to Small Talk. You got to search for it, then click subscribe. Maybe unsubscribe and resubscribe. Yeah, is that is, is that a, a successful way to get more numbers? The algorithm. Yeah. It's bizarre. That's what they say. That's what they say. Anyway, so do that. Subscribe to it. Rate it, preferably five stars, and leave a review like K Buckstop, who says, content, always A plus five stars. The cool no one cares bracket was some of the best random stuff I've heard on a pod. Never knew such random content could be so great. The upset was a little anticlimactic only because you knew Facebook promos should have been seated higher. Totally right. Yep. Can't wait to see what the post show pod comes up with next. I'm embarrassed to admit it, but I was one of the Sir Rudy people <laughs> for a few months before reading podcast description and seeing Sir Rudy. I must admit it was a little disappointing. Listen, K Buckstop, if you look back at a lot of the reviews we've gotten on this pod, you'll see there was a lot of Sir Rudy people. And on the show back in the day, we used to get, you know, tweets and and callers say that too. So don't feel that dumb about it. It's just something that a lot of people thought was his name. Right. For some reason. But this is what Steve always says, and I think it's the best way to to lay it down. Is he's like, if I was a knight, if I was actually a (laughs) sir and my name was Rudy, wouldn't we make such a massive deal about that? Like we have a knight on the pod. You know? Sir Rudy enters the court. Was that good? Try it again.
Sir Rudy enters the court. You know, I you have me up until court. <laughs> I'm really bad at accents. Have we talked about that before? I'm terrible. I thought that was pretty good for me. I'm terrible at accents. I mean, I think we know. <laughs> Based on some of the impressions you've done on this podcast, but I thought it was pretty good. Sir Rudy and okay, I'll stop. Once you watch Game of Thrones, maybe you'll get a little bit of a medieval vibe. Yeah, oh, man, getting through two full seasons of it is going to be a slog. I think, but oh, I don't know. God. I have to watch one of the best shows of all time. My <laughs> life totally sucks. F- FML. Um, but I'll get anyway, to season two, I guess. Yeah, you will. Don't Sopranos worry. was great. Okay, I told Can you. Can I have that at least? Sopranos is great. It's the greatest TV show of all time. It's My goat. parents are having a tough time actually getting into it randomly. Sopranos? Yeah, they. I mean, I don't know. Their their taste on stuff is interesting sometimes. They're like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of character development in the early episodes. It's just, I don't know, it's a little slow. So, But they haven't gotten to the college episode yet, which is in which is early season one. I think that's where the show kind of takes off. Kind of a turning point, yeah. yes. That's where you kind of see Tony as a true anti-hero. Um, tell them to stick with it. I, I I encourage them to keep watching. Mom, Dad, if you're listening, keep watching. They don't listen to this podcast. They don't? No. Well, here and there, but not regularly. No. My parents they don't have time. Fun. They don't have time. They also are just not really podcast savvy. Nice. So they love me, though, I think. Well, thank you, Tom, <laughs> and thank you, Steve, and thank you guys for listening. Again, subscribe, rate, and review if you haven't already, and we will be back in action next week. But until then, good night, Boston. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.